1: I am great. I had a, um, an exciting package arrive in the mail yesterday. Oh, what's that? It's like Christmas. Um, I ordered a walking treadmill.
2: Oh, so I yeah.
1: To have it under the desk. I've been influenced. I don't know if you've seen people starting to do this more, but some days I just, I you know, you know, I think you and I both like to go out and get a walk every now and again during the day, but I can't always make it work. Mm. Um, and I'd like to get more steps in anyway, but there's only so many hours in the day. So I'm going to try it. Um, I think it'll take some getting used to, I was like practicing a little last night and I think like the coordination of walking and typing and, and doing things, it'll, it'll take some time, but I'm excited to try it out.
2: Yeah. that's It's funny. I've been thinking about that this week as well. Um, we've been going through the weirdest weather I've ever seen and I've been, you know, I've experienced weather in lots of different places, but this is like living through a monsoon, but the monsoon lasts like 30 minutes, which is why it's so bizarre. So, you know, I've been in the, in monsoons in Hong Kong and Singapore where it's like days and days of rain and it's just sheets of rain. You know, it's, you, and, you know we've flown out of that stuff and it's not it's not pleasant to fly out of. Um, but here we just, it, it's weird. Like it's, it's raining now. I mean, the, the wind is gusting. Um, And and it'll be like this for twenty minutes, then all of a sudden it's gonna go. It'll be a red, uh, a clear sky. It'll be be a blue sky, and it's like, what 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 was that all about? Uh, And it does it like six or seven times in a day. So you think, okay, you know, I'm looking outside now. Okay, it's clear. I'll I'll just go have a quick walk, and then I'll be walking, and in the middle of the walk, it'll just come down again. Um, and it's it's out of nowhere. So yeah, bizarre. Um, so I was thinking about a walking treadmill because we I used to have a, a stationary bike. And that's what a friend of mine does. He will do calls and stuff mm-hmm. on his on his stationary bike, which I think is a is a good option too. And and I think because you're you're a little bit more stable base wise, so typing is a little bit easier because you're just moving your legs. You're not necessarily going left to right, left to right as you walk. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, uh, but actually I just like walking. So the the walking treadmill actually probably makes more more sense. So I'm interested to see how your experience goes.
1: Yeah, I will let you know. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh, walking, I'm hoping it's kind of like background noise. You know, you can kind of forget that you're doing it because it's such a natural movement and you're not necessarily, you can have it so low, you're not going to break a sweat, but you're still getting in lots yeah. and lots
2: of steps. I, I mean, I don't want to put you off it, but I, but I do think <laughs> that, that it's going to take a bit of brain power to walk. Yeah, I mean, you, if you think about walking and typing, like when you're texting somebody, you know, that does take focus and usually you can get away with the typing because you're holding the device in your hand, using your thumbs and you're going as you're typing. Whereas I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you probably could type. I mean, I'm doing it now. Um, Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't you know. Don't know. I mean, you know. I've seen people doing it. It, it, it. Other people have figured it out. I'm going to try it. My thought is, I think definitely meetings are a good time, but They also are not because I'm often, I don't know about being on camera.
2: Well, I look, I mean, I mean, John, who's been on a podcast, I mean, he does camera and everything. Um, And, you know, with me, I know he's done like a two hour ride and we've talked, you know, throughout it I mean, he's huffing and puffing (laughs) while he's talking to me. And and, I mean, it's fine, but you know, I think, you know, pick the meetings for sure. I mean, I used to do my daily standups on the bike because I just said to the guys, if you want me to talk at this time, I'll be on the bike. And that's what it is. And typically when you, in, in those meetings, you're only going to speak for, you know, a couple minutes minutes uh, here and there. You're not going to be talking the whole time so you can get away with it. And, you know, guys will say, look, I can't hear you over the, the sound of your your cycling. So you stop and then you, you answer the question, but then you can carry on going. And I think you don't have to mess you, you know, walk 12 hours a day. No, um, no. You can just pick the, pick the battles or at least you know if you've got a gap and there's no meeting you can just go well I've got no meeting now and I can just type this document while I walk yeah
1: yeah in theory for sure so So
2: we'll
1: see
2: how it goes yeah in practice no I think it's a great idea I mean when when we were in South Africa I looked at that at the time but buying a standing desk was so expensive and well I say expensive when you're not sure how long you're going to be there for it's expensive because you're not sure, you know that no one's going to buy it for you from you for the same price. You're going to lose fifty percent or whatever it was. Um, and then I bought these. Um, it's it's like a, a you slide them together, so you have like a, an A-frame. So one piece slides into another piece, and you and you basically put the the, the shelves on, and that gives you a standing desk. You put it on top of a normal desk, and then you've got sort of like I think I've shown you pictures, but and that's what I ended up buying, which was which was better in, in some respects because. You know, I just bought a cheap desk there. Um, and what I benefited from, which I've actually lost since I've moved back here, is I was actually doing a whole lot of stretches using that desk where I just, like, put my ankle on the desk, you know, sort of have my knee next to my head, and then I just, just push the knee down to expand my, my hips. And I used to do that, you know, 20, 30 times a day, either side. Moving back here to the UK, I haven't done them that much unless I do it as a part of exercising, and I've realized how tight I've become. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hips because of that. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to find what, what keeps you healthy while you're working, for sure. So
1: Yeah, I find it hard to counteract. I think that's one thing. Even working remotely is a little bit worse. I think it's so easy just to be stationary. And I'm just thinking, over time, <laughs> what will that do to me? And I don't like it. So well, I was listening to
2: Andrew Huberman today and, and, and he was talking to a guy and, and they were saying like, the, the most fundamental thing you could do to make your life better is exercise. Like, forget all the medications, forget all the diet, forget all that stuff. Like, I mean, obviously diet is important, don't get me wrong, but like, if you're not exercising, all that stuff doesn't actually matter because you're just, you're just gonna, you're gonna die from stagnation. Like your body will just not be in a good place and just doing the exercise on its own, like 30 minutes a day. Um, if you think about 30 minutes a day in a, in a 16 hour wake period, you know it's not even a, a minute uh every uh, sorry it's not even um I, in my head i was trying to work it out but you, you know you're, you're basically saying one one minute or two minutes every every hour is exercise you have got to do something like that um which is easy to do uh and then you get the sort of the converse so you're something like me like oh, i've got five minutes let me just do something instead of you know seeing an email um which can be a little bit over over exercising um mm. uh, but you know it's 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 important. I mean, I was talking to a guy on on the weekend. that came for lunch uh, or was breakfast. that like, became lunch, and he was saying his his exercise when he works from home is walking from his desk on the top floor to the kitchen to get something from the fridge, to walk back up again, and he'll do that maybe four times the whole day. And I looked at him. And I said, "You must be joking!" Like seriously? He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Wow, no, I would never do that." Like I'll do even on my even when I'm my busy days, I'll cancel a meeting rather than do a head workout than. And not do any exercise, just, got to, you got to break out of that, that, that routine. Um, he said, yeah. well, I, get, I get busy, and then when I get busy, I, I forget what time it is.
1: I do that. I really do that. So I'm like, well, if it's that. at my desk, then, you know, I have a I have an option while I'm here on really bad days. I'll make it to the end of the day, and I'll have, like, a thousand steps on my watch. It's terrible. So I needed to do Something like when you're glued at your desk for like a 12 hour day, you can't undo that with 30 minutes or even an hour of exercise. It's so unhard. It's so hard to counteract just even.
2: yeah. I'm going to argue with that. I think, I think, Mm. I think doing the half an hour is better than not doing the half an
1: hour. Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, And even if you just, you know, if you use those outlook settings that shorten your meetings by five minutes or, or 10 minutes and you use that five minutes to do something, you know, that's, that's good enough. You know, a couple push-ups, a couple squats, a couple stretches. Yeah. You know, running up, running up and down the road quickly. <laughs> but, uh, my, my um, the guy I dropped off at groceries this morning. I was in my 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 normal gear because I actually think it's my normal gear, which is uh, shorts, uh, t-shirt, um, some sort of uh, sport sort of tracksuit top, you know, like a running top. Um and I had a, a neck scarf on and um my trainers and he said, Oh, you're going to gym now I was like, Actually, like, No, this is my normal clothes. But I said, But I am taking my son to school, which normally means I'm walking with him and then I'm gonna run back home or maybe go for an extra extra walk. And I said, you know typically my whole day. Unless I unless there's a necessary need for me to, to be in a in a, a college shirt or something, I'm pretty much in gym gear the whole day. Because if I've got ten minutes to go and do something and I, and it's ten minutes like mm-hmm. Um, I've got that bill of energy because I've been on the phone for so long and I need to just release and I'll run outside and I'll just run up and down the, the courtyard a couple of times or, or, or do the quick 10 20 minute workout. I mean Apple Fitness and me are good friends. Mostly I find them a little bit frustrating still for, some, for little things but um, just squeeze it in because you just get that little bit of energy out and then you just you can just go along I mean I'll still work till you know after the kids' bed till 10, 11 o'clock at night. but I've just got this persistent energy because I've just worked out the whole day. Little mm. bursts.
1: Yeah, that's definitely an advantage of working from home. You can Ooh. kind of change your clothes as you need throughout the day. Go and do little things like that. Um, that, yeah, can't really, well, well, can't recreate so, that in the office.
2: Well, it's so funny because we talked, to, I was listening to our episode um, about the the levels of, of remote work, I think it was, whatever we called this last episode that just gone out. Yeah. And, um, and I've actually got an interview on Friday for a role. And I'm actually thinking of declining it before I even go to it because it's an on-site role. And I just say to my wife, why would I want that? Why would I want to be on a a train five days a week into the office, spend the whole day, there, come back. I'll have to, you know, my whole routine will be wrecked. That's one thing. You know, you look at an hour and a half each way, that's, you know, three hours again, gone yes, I might be able to do something on the train and, and I, yes, I can walk to the train station and, and I'll, I mean, i make it work. But I was just thinking like, why would I want to do that? Like I can, there's so many things that I do from behind my desk at home uh, or in my house that um, that works that this, this having to be in an office five days a week just makes no sense. Uh, you know, I could do a couple, like one day a week in the office or two days a week in the office, which I, I would quite enjoy that because that's like an adventure. But the slog of five days just, just doesn't sound appealing, no matter how much money that they, they put on the day. Or-
1: Not offering any flexibility at this point is a bit baffling. I don't know who they're hoping to attract.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and, and this is, I'll actually put on this WhatsApp group that I'm on with a whole bunch of CIOs, CTOs, whatever. And um, we had this conversation ages ago, and that's still the same problem, is the business is enforcing, there's businesses that are enforcing this being the office thing. And they're struggling to keep people retained because people are going, well, why must I? Because for 18 months we worked from home, I did my job better than ever, I'm happy. Now you're going to be unhappy in the office and the office is not better than my home setup. Or, well, Look, for some people it will be. There'll, there'll always be people that it'll suit. And I think we, would, we had an article about how presenteeism is coming back and people that are in the office are getting promoted over people that are not in the office. And I think that's fundamentally wrong. I, I, but I think promotion cycles are typically wrong, fundamentally anyway, uh, in a lot of organizations um, because it's based on who you know and and, uh, and not in the right sense. And it's not objective like it should be, which should be results-orientated.
1: Yeah, definitely. But it's something, I guess, to be aware of in the hybrid working environment that it could be working against you, even though it is unfair. But I think the uh, being visible still does have, you know, well, it, it matters, yeah.
2: And look, I think you can be visible. Um, look, it, it makes no sense if if a team agrees to be in the office on a Wednesday, let's say, a week in advance. And I mean, this has happened to me. People are going to the office, they've, they've set a date, I've said, yeah, I can be there, no problem. And literally on the day, something's happened. I can't remember. What, I think it's something with my car or with my, my my son. Something happened. person one of those personal things. that look, I can't make it, unfortunately. You know, I've, like for me to get to London is like a two-hour thing. If I'm if I miss it, the window is just too small for me to be there. And 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 then you're the only you're the only idiot on the team's call, where and and, and I. <laughs> Yeah, these people were not technically savvy, so they didn't even put me into the proper setup in Teams. I was on someone's laptop, and I was like one of those, you know, laptops being passed around the room <laughs> to keep it. And, and, and you know, that's that's not the way you want to do it at all. And and I think you've got to be either in or out. You know, everyone's out, or everyone's in, until we get to this point where the 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 blend is so seamless that, or you've got the setup that makes it so seamless that people in the office, um. Don't feel like there's there's a bunch of people on the phone that, that I don't know who they're talking to because everyone's turned their camera off and they're hidden away and there's no there's no screen. You know, I, I don't think that's that's constructive at all. But in the same token, you've got to have um, this this acceptance, I guess, that this being in the office is not is not necessarily the only way to judge somebody. Uh, it's it, it's you know potentially part of it and you know and make it work.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it was I think it was Microsoft who had some sort of rules for running a hybrid meeting like that in terms of etiquette and making sure that people on the line had a chance to speak and I don't remember all of the the things they were doing, but yeah, you have to be kind of an intentional about how you set those things up and involve, particularly if it's overweighted, right? There's more people in the office than there are. Mm. On the team's meeting, then it's easy to get—you're just kind of forgotten there on, on a big screen, or even sometimes just on the laptop. And then they're talking, and you can't really hear. Yeah,
2: yeah and, I, and I think you got to go back to well, fundamentally, what is the meeting there for? Are you there because because a lot of meetings, and, and we are talking about this on the weekend, and it was very interesting because we're talking to people in roles that I've not worked in, so so I've had no frame of reference. So you could so you've got you've got to ask a lot of questions, <laughs> understand what they're doing. And, and 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 they were saying like a good majority of their meetings don't have to be meetings. They could be emails. Like they could be on a chat. Or, or you know when we started talking about chat, they're like, oh yeah, it could have actually been a chat conversation. Like there was no need to have eight of us on a on a call or in the office for a meeting. We Could have done the whole thing by an email and you know or or a long chat where people could contribute and we could have carried on with all the work we actually have to do. So if you start looking at it from that point of view, is there really a need for the meeting? And if there is a need for the meeting, what is the purpose? So if you're there to solve a problem or to do something that requires, you know, people to be there for it, then you find the best medium that suits. And sometimes that's going to mean, you know, you're going to bring people that are not going to be able to physically be there because they'll be in a different time zone or location or, or whatever it is. And then in theory, you should have a smaller forum that it's not such a big deal. Um, and I think cameras on is I know for a lot of people that don't like it and, and sometimes not always physically, not always possible with the hardware and, and I'm learning security restrictions as well now. Some some businesses don't allow cameras to be on from a security point of view, which I'm, I'm still trying to understand. But you need to see people's facial expressions in that conversation still. I think that's that's why these things tend to not work often is because people are hiding behind. And I say hiding not, not because… I mean, it's sort of negative thing, but you can't see what they are talking, you can't see what they're doing, you can't see what they what they're thinking of how they're engaging the conversation. So you discount them because you don't see them. So a lot of these these office meetings become with with people online become um, siloed because the people on the phone are on the phone you can't see them, so you can't see head shakes and, and nodding and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to either bring them in or just basically say, look, we'll, we'll catch up with you guys later. We'll have the meeting here without you and then and let you know which is probably more constructive and productive than trying to accommodate people that aren't in the room and you can't see them.
1: I wonder if anyone's actually using those Microsoft, I don't remember what they called them, but they're basically like Mies, you know, like where you have the, um, I don't know if they've released it yet, actually, if this is future functionality. Yeah, 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 when they when you can like look like a character, basically. It's like you're sort of, it's like not AR, but like, I know what you mean. I know. Apple's, <laughs> yeah.
2: Apple's had it for ages. If you do a Facebook, yeah, program, exactly. You can, you can. I mean, my kids love it when they phone their grandparents. And they become dragons and um, dogs and, and whatever. Oh yeah, that's um, fun. But What I was <laughs> thinking about talking about Microsoft is we've done a lot of meetings with them where they've had this uh, camera on a on a stick in the middle of the t- of the desk, and it'll it it's tied into Azure somewhere because we were do, we were playing with it. Um, so, firstly, if you're doing a conference call or video call with a whole bunch of people, and, and you're sitting around the table, and you've got on the side, you've got a, um, a the typical VC setup where there's a video conferencing screen with a camera on top of it as well. But this camera in the middle of the desk, it'll it'll it's got multiple cameras actually. And then as you're talking, whoever's talking, the camera will focus onto you who's speaking. So every, whoever's online who's in the meeting will be able to see who's talking instead of you know, in the old days, if someone was off screen, you wouldn't see them. Um, and that, so that's, that was one thing. And the other thing that they, would, what they were doing with Azure, which was uh, was some sort of machine learning thing where, or some example of machine learning, where they were looking at your facial expressions and basically saying whether you're being positive or negative or excited, you know, they're kind of trying to pick the emotion. I mean, that was kind of washy, but, but it, it, the idea makes sense in, in the sense that if you are, and this is often the problem with a video conferencing, meeting it with people in the room, is the camera's always in the wrong place. And some, I mean, I can think of a few now where the camera is like right on the roof pointing down on the people and you can't see them except they look like Lego, Lego people, but it's too far away to actually be useful uh, and, and they're looking up at you the whole time. So you can, and that automatically creates an insecurity for anybody when they're looking up at somebody. So that's not a constructive meeting. Um, or you get the one where the, where the camera only really, is like at the right at the end of, the, of a, long, a long boardroom table. So you can't see people that sit at the end of the boardroom table, only the ones that are sitting close up to sort of middle. And then from middle to the camera, you see no one because they're out of the, mm-hmm. out of the frame. So you've really got to get that that Microsoft camera, which is the one that you put in the middle and rotates to get the best experience. Or, you know, everyone sits with their, with their device in front of them and they all got their own cameras and they, <laughs> they you, you know, there's some sort of clever intelligence that, that knows who's speaking and, and sharing the call and muting and unmuting. To, to coordinate the, the audio and the video.
1: It's so complicated.
2: <laughs> so but, hard to get right. Well, well, it shouldn't be by now. If you think about, I mean, I actually want to go look on Amazon now and see if I can buy one of those those cameras because it's one of those things that, that if you just have it, it makes the meetings with everyone so much more constructive. Uh, and again, I think a meeting fundamentally, you are thinking about why you're having the meeting. You know, could it be, and if you look at the sort of Amazon approach, could you not just write out the point of the meeting first so everyone can digest it and then decide if you actually need to have a meeting or not? Because you should be there, in my mind, to solve a problem or do something that requires, you know, collaboration in that moment. It's, it, you know, doing a, a review check or, or something like that is probably the only other extreme edge case. But a lot of these meetings tend to be just people trying to be busy. Um, I mean, not actually not actually addressing anything, in my opinion.
1: I think it's, I think it becomes a reflex. I also think it comes down to communication styles, and it's sort of trying, I think, sometimes to recreate the I'm just gonna go walk down the hall and talk to my coworker and see what they're doing, but instead of uh, instead of having a call, making it a meeting. I think some people do prefer to talk things through, but yeah,
2: yeah. But but no, I think it's but the thing about that now. So, yeah. so and, and, and don't, don't I'm I'm not uh, um, innocent on this. I'm definitely guilty. So like I will I will put in meetings, especially when I'm working with other teams where I know I'm not their priority. I will make sure we have a weekly checkpoint, or even sometimes more than weekly, because I want to make sure that you know by by putting in the the meeting. I will drive action to that because they know the next time we're meeting, I'm going to ask them what's happening on that thing. Now, if I don't put in the meeting and I'll say I oh, will touch base next week, I'll phone them on the Monday, or the Tuesday or the Wednesday and they'll be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I haven't done it yet, completely forgot, blah, 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 or you know, other priorities. And, and and that happens, you know, it's human, we all do it, so whatever. So so I will put the meeting for that. What what I don't, what I, which, what I do differently is we'll have that meeting booked in and then by the third meeting, we're actually not having the meeting. It's just a block of time in their diary. We will just do it. We'll do a text check-in. Hey guys, how's it going? Nothing on my side, but what's happening on these things? And then those people get 30 minutes back because all they have to do is reply to the three things that I've asked them about, whatever it is. Um, and we can, and then carry on. And we can carry on. And everyone gets this like relief because they're like, oh, I don't have to dial into a meeting. But you've still got the result you're looking for, which is. The answers to the three things or raising a new topic which is you know we want to do this thing what do you guys think and they, then they can think about it and say oh, well no idea that now we'll have to come back to you and you can because it's now in in the chat for the meeting you've got your agenda for the next time you guys talk and you can just say oh well, what whatever and, and you can ask any time now between that meeting that you missed you know because you've now done it by text and the next meeting say hey what's happening with this thing because now it's it's there's a there's a deadline inherent because it's the next meeting's coming up, but also you're not interfering with their their time in a way because you've given them time back. So there's an obligation to to answer that question too, and I found that works like a charm. And you can still have the meeting if you need it. So if there is still a need to get on the phone, then you know you've got time booked to get in the meeting.
1: That's smart. I do miss that about Teams having the the meeting and the chat and everything all in one place because I use basically all of the tools right now, and not Teams for chat, uh, Slack for chat, so we don't get that you know, persistent experience,
2: but- Oh, so, so what are you using for Slack or for instant messaging then?
1: Slack is instant messaging, oh. Teams is video calls, also Zoom, sometimes Google Meet. Oh, wow,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, this is all, I mean, it depends, like, am I working with external vendors? Yeah, but- um, in any case, I do like that all-in-one stream element of Teams. That is nice to look back on. It's
2: it's the only saving grace, if you ask me. <laughs> if, if if Zoom had done done chat properly in the beginning, uh, Teams would have flopped because flop, it, it just didn't have the usability. Now it's it's not a terrible product by any means, but that 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 was Zoom's opportunity to become the only player in on the market. Really, when they were up when they were flying high, and they just didn't do anything right. And I was very surprised because um, i think salesforce owns slack am i wrong they do yeah they do yeah i, I yeah because i was surprised that salesforce didn't make a play for zoom and they might still but there are other they are other the players there's there's um uh ring central there's blue jeans um and there's someone else that i'm thinking of, but i can't think of their name now that they could webex, webex maybe webex, you
1: know?
2: yeah citrix has been torn apart at the moment. So there's possibility that you'd see there something happen. But but that to me would be, the if Salesforce needs to add that to their stable and in, in an integrated way. And yeah, then they would pretty much have the whole business in a box thing done. Because they kind of don't have it yet. I think they still need video.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know why Slack doesn't have meetings. If that's a deliberate choice or Something so, that I th-
2: could come- so I think mm-hmm. from Slack's point of view, it's deliberate. Yeah, I think that is that's against their the. Yeah, they, they've been acquired now, so this might change. But I think that was always the point. Um, and I can't remember exactly the story, but I mean they were building a game, and at the t- time of building the game, they built Slack as their way of way of working. And one of the things was they didn't want to have a lot of meetings, and Slack was was put together in a way to one, you know, consolidate information. Two to to. Um, you know, aid collaboration, uh, and three, not be synchronous. Uh, so that's why it works so well, and that's where the bots came from, and all that kind of stuff was it was just this very clever framework, everything because these are all gamers. Mm-hmm. They wanted to they wanted to not like mess around. Like Discord. Up. Yeah, they, they didn't want to mess around in in meetings. They wanted to go and build their thing. So Slack was a great way to create Slack, which which gave them time to work on the game. But the game flopped, and in the process, they came out with Slack being their their real product.
1: Uh, it's a great origin story. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, it's something like that. I mean, I might have butchered it a little bit, but that you know that was the interesting thing, and I think that's probably why they don't have video or they're not enabling the collaboration stuff. But now, if you look at Salesforce, they want to enable it, so so they integrate. And, and I mean, I think there is a Slack integration with Zoom. I'm pretty sure there is, and I'm pretty sure Slack will will integrate with Teams as well. But I think the part that's missing, which is what you've talked about, is that you know if you have a recurring Teams meeting. You have a recurring chat channel that goes with that team meeting. Now, where I find that frustrating is when I was doing the Dex packs at Lakeside, we had a DEX, we had a dex panel, uh, we had a channel, sorry, we had a, a Teams team for all the stuff we were doing, all the initiatives we were doing. And then we had a channel per dex pack. Now I wanted to have the meeting, the recurring meetings per DEX pack linked to my channels because I wanted all the because we would have stuff in the meetings we discussed that should go into the channel. And that wasn't that wasn't done. So you you didn't you lost some of the some of the knowledge, um, mm-hmm. and that's where Notion became our brain for all that stuff. And I mean I'm, I'm loving where Notion's going at the moment. There's a couple of things they need to improve on, but you know as a as a tool, you know the the latest updates that are coming out with that. I, I was building something last night and I was just like this is the most awesome thing I can I can solve my business process problem using a tool that I don't need to learn. Any coding, you know, it's a no code, zero code environment. Um, And I'm playing with other ones now. Bubbles, another one I'm playing with. Uh, That's a little bit more in the trenches. Um, Now, notion I've run into a few challenges with, which I need to lock some support calls with that one. But, you know, that that barrier to being effective and efficient is becoming lower and lower because of all the no code, zero code options out there.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think. uh... Gonna, it's gonna change the game for workforces to come but um fortunately i do need to wrap and my laptop is gonna die so
2: i could, no, I could do it at any a little moment bit, <laughs> i know a little bit it, but, you know there's a lot there that we could probably unpack in yep. the next one uh is z- it no code low code zero code i think that's something to to talk about for sure absolutely okay cool good to speak Heather. we'll catch yep. to you soon okay take care Bye. bye, so, bye.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.